September the 18th, 2022. Amen. Uh, we're going to be covering, again, the subject of divine authority. And uh, we're going to be talking about the revelation of authority. Amen. And like I said, today is September the 18th, 2022. And uh, it's about 9.03 now in the morning. All right. That's the way it should have said. So we're going to be talking about the revelation of authority and what that's talking about. And um, and 
the fact that one of the things about authority, one of the things about authority is that as you grow up in the Lord, that is one of the marks of maturity. You start recognizing authority everywhere you go because you understand that as I was sharing with a young man uh, this past week, you know, what's the point of me having to ask five different people when if I just locate the one in charge, the authority structure, you know, I can get my answer a lot quicker, right? And uh, he agreed with me. Anyway, we're going to talk about divine authority again and the re- the revelation of authority. People, you know, the body of Christ needs to understand what authority is about and, and why God gave us authority. All right, as we're going to see in Romans chapter 13 here in a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and start with some prayer. It's 9.05 now. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous opportunity once again to stand here in your presence, Father God, and bring forth the words of life, Father God, serving the people, Father God, as a king, dominating the demonic realm as a king. I bind evil spirits and influences in people's lives that would distract them and cause them to go on another path that's not Jesus Christ, amen, that's not of your kingdom. And I thank you right now, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father God, that if we submit, therefore, to you, Father, we submit to your ways and we obey your word, Father God, that we we resist Satan and he will flee, amen. He's got to go, amen. And that if we obey and serve you, Father, we'll spend our days in prosperities and our years in pleasures, glory to God. But if we be disobedient, we shall die by the sword and that without knowledge. And I don't want to die, Father God. I don't want to be extinct, Father God, and, and pass away, Lord God, knowing that I didn't serve you in your kingdom, Father, knowing that I didn't do my portion and my inheritance and fulfill your part in me, Father God, in this earth, Father. I know, Father God, as your word says, that in the last days you will pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Well, Lord, how are you going to do this except you pour it out through your sons and your daughters, amen? Pouring out your spirit, Father God, bringing life, Father, everywhere we go, Father, And I thank you right now, Father, for this opportunity, Lord God. I bless the people, Father, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I wanted to start out with, uh, I want to start out with something here. We're going to be, I mean, I'm going to address again the resurrection of the dead. By the way, that is a foundational principle. If you'll take a look at Romans, I mean, um, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 6, right? Starting with verse 1. You go there with me. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6. Start with verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. So that last, that section, resurrection of the dead, that is a foundational principle. It's something that every brother and sister in the Lord Jesus Christ needs to understand. What is it talking about when we're talking about resurrection of the dead? And what's interesting is that these, this whole understanding of, of what God is trying to say and bringing forth something that's dead, and bringing it to life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection, right? I'm the one that brings forth 
that Zoe life of God. I am the resurrection. I am the Zoe, he said. And that Zoe is what causes resurrection life to come forth. As it says again in, in uh, Romans chapter 8, I think starting with verse 11. Let me see if that's right. <clears throat> but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, verse 11, dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So see, that raising up is resurrection. He that resurrected Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. All right? Now, again, bringing something that was dead and bringing it to life. All right? And uh, so critical was this foundational principle, as they all are, right? <laughs> that Paul, when he was arrested and when he was brought before the the council right the high priest it says in Acts chapter twenty three. Uh, Paul earnestly behold the council verse one said, "Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day." All right, and then the high priest Ananias. So that tells you he was in the council of the elders, right? The Israelites. All right, and and some of those elders were Sadducees and some were. I'm sorry, yeah, Sanhedrin and some were uh, Pharisees, okay? And so now I want to get to verse 6 here. Well, then said Paul, I wish not, brethren, verse 5, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people, glory to God. Don't speak evil of authority is what that's saying, all right? And this morning I was looking through Jude again, book of Jude, and and how that when you are in, in an attitude of rebellion and you're manifesting rebellion and you're speaking, the things you start doing is you speak out against authority, you murmur, you complain, you see, and you discredit the authority because you consider yourself equal, all right? And we understand is that we grow up in the kingdom of God as mature sons of God that there is authority and there's a structure to authority. That means there's levels of authority. No man, every man or woman of God out there in the world, every person in the world, whether they are of the kingdom of God or not, whether they're born again or not, has to encounter authority every day of their lives. For example, what happens if you don't pay the bill for your electrical needs in your home? The authority is electrical company. They send you a bill, you're going to get, your electric service is going to get terminated. That's an ordinance, all right? That's a rule. You've got to pay your bill. Well, what happens if you don't pay it? All right? Services go out. Lights go out. Cell phone, water bill. All these things are things that have to do with the with the structure of some, some uh, institution that set up guidelines and rules for their organization. If we want to be partaker of that and, 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 and deal and live safely in that, then we have to obey. All right? It doesn't matter where you're at. And so even if you're in your workplace and you're constantly speaking evil of authority, well, guess what? Eventually you're going to be kicked out because you can't have that kind of authority, I mean that kind of attitude within a workplace, within a home, within a business, anywhere in the world, within the local body of Christ, anywhere. You cannot have that attitude or you're going to get booted out. And I've seen it over and over and over and over again. But on the flip side, God's, God gives grace to the humble. If you'll submit yourself to authority, right, with the right attitude, guess what? You're going to be on your way up because there ain't nowhere else to go but up. 
And we're going to get into those scriptures in a minute, but I want to read this about Paul. And we're talking about the, a little bit about the, the resurrection of the dead. But when Paul, verse 6, perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other part were Pharisees, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee of the hope and the resurrection of the dead. I am called in question. Verse 7, and when he had so said, there arose dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees' part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if the spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. All right, so the point I'm trying to get to here is that by the Spirit of God, Paul said something here when he perceived that one side was Pharisees, the other side was Sadducees. One side believes in the resurrection of the dead, the other side doesn't. Now, in the wisdom of God, by the Spirit of God, Paul said something there that he, know that he knew that there was going to bring a, 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 an argument about this, a discussion, a heated discussion. And so the point I'm trying to make here is that this this issue of the resurrection of the dead is such a such an important revelation to the body of Christ right now, and that we need to understand, you know, how important this is, because we have that same spirit in us, and that same spirit, as it says here, uh, shall he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken. All right, your mortal bodies, amen, and we need that. All our bodies are mortal. We are immortal. What's seen is not eternal. What's not seen is eternal, right? Some more principles there about understanding what we can see and what we can see now. So what, this, the, the, what I'm trying to bring to you is that the, 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 the whole fact that the resurrection of the dead was such an important understanding and doctrine that Paul was able to use that as a tool to help get the attention off of him, all right? That's wisdom to me. And even so in our day today, right, uh, many of us think that the resurrection of the dead is only talking about people that are dead that are going to come to life. Well, if something's in your body or in the body of a loved one or in the body of, of, of a brother or sister or family member or somebody that you know out there in the world in your workplace and whatnot, right, if you have any compassion in your heart, all right, and, and, and you hear of a case like that, my heart, man, my heart just kind of kind of melts, all right? The mercy. I want to reach out already and pray, and, and what's the person's name, right? I'm trying to get information so that I can send out the word, amen? Because the scripture said he sent his word and healed him, healed his Rapha. He repaired, he stitched him, he mended him, glory to God. He sent that word because, see, the scripture talks about in Joel, right? In the last day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, right? Well, where and how is he going to do this at? How is that he's going to come forth out of your spirit? Where is everywhere you go? You see, you're the one, you're the agent, you're the ambassador, glory to God, in the earth today as a representative, a son of God, a daughter of God. Of God. And you're the one that's bringing forth that life, all right, out of your spirit. As it says here, but if the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, that same spirit dwells in us, all right? Now, <clears throat> Uh, let's go to, uh, I want to go now to Romans chapter 4. 
And I love the Lord and how he brings this all together. Amen. One of the things that I've realized is these, as these foundations are being laid in my life, glory to God, this foundation of the resurrection of the dead, now when I read the scriptures, I see that principle everywhere. All right? Uh, Romans 4, 11, I think. There it is, verse 17. 4, 17. Now listen to this. As it is written, I have made thee, God is talking to Abraham, Abraham, Remember, he was Abram before he was Abraham. He had a name change. A name change denotes a nature change. Ungodly, non-divine nature versus divine nature. I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. All right? And so the scripture says in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope. The hope that God was able to do something that he said he was going to do, which he said, I'm going to give you a son, Abraham, and he's going to come through your wife, Sarah. All right? Sarah had a name change. Sarah, eh? Sarah. Nature change. Amen? So, it says here, <clears throat> who believed in hope, all right, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be, glory to God. Okay, now, back to verse uh, verse 17. So, if we look at this in the natural perspective, right, you got two individuals, one individual is 99, 90 years old, and I think Sarah was 90, right? So, 99 and 90. These individuals are pretty old, right? And, you know, normally when you get that age, you're not in the business of trying to have children anymore, Right? Or or the tools that it takes to make the children, right? The male and the female. All right? So this, the scripture says, was dead in their bodies. But God, the scripture says, who calleth those things which be not as though they were. In other words, he calls something that was dead to life. It's called the resurrection of the dead, glory to God. He was able to bring forth Zoe into Abraham's body and bring life to something in his body that was dead, and now he was equipped to now go forth and bring forth a child. And, of course, he had to do a work in Sarah, too, right? She was past the age of bearing children. But it says that he quickeneth the dead, right? <clears throat> now, this word quicken, uh, it's the word zupoil, to produce a lie, to beget, or bear living young, to vitalize. Now, I've, I've shared this scripture quite a bit. I mean, this principle, quickeneth, right? But it says that, who, who, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So, in other words, if you look at life, right? We're, I'm always studying plants and looking at plants and their beauty and their glory and their splendor and animals and bugs and stuff. Well, recently we found, my wife showed me some uh, tomato hornbill moths. All right, on the on a plant out there called the moonflower, and so far I've found four caterpillars, hornbills, and they're big boys or girls, whatever they are. And uh, the point is, is that they got a little horn growing on the back of them. They call the hornbill. Well, that particular uh, caterpillar is going to turn into what's called a sphinx moth or a hummingbird moth. And it's just a beautiful little creature to, to, to witness and notice and photograph and film and everything that I do, you know, when I'm out there. 
and and uh, I love it, right? So I'm always noticing these things, and and one thing about creation, right? All if you look at creation, everything is trying to go up, everything is trying to go to another level, everything is trying to resurrect, elevate. All right, trees are going up, flowers are going up. They turn to the sun. Tulips, you know, you see these plants, these sunflower plants. All of them are turning to the sun because it's a principle that they're seeking the glory of God. All right. Now, as sons of God and daughters of God, so likewise are we always seeking the favor and the desire and the purpose of God in our lives, right? The word, the will, the word, the way, the work. And by the way, all the will, the word, and the work are all subject to the way. It's got to be done by the way of God. It's got to be done as a son of God in the earth that comes into maturity just like Jesus did. And therefore, at that time, he was ready. And the voice of the Lord spake after John the Baptist baptized him. This is my beloved son. And the voice of the Lord that came from heaven spoke about his son now that's ready. That's the voice that we need to be looking for, sons of God, daughters of God, the voice that comes from above. Again, you're looking for something that's above you, right? Now, so isn't it interesting that, that plants and animals and, and all these things are always seeking to go up, right? Resurrected. Even, even the very principal promotion, right? You get promoted a new job. Guess what? You got resurrected to a new job, to a new post. Same principle, you're going up. Now, <clears throat> and isn't it interesting, even those that are that are in, in dire straits, right, and, 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 and suffering and in poverty and full of disease and, and, and you know, they can't, they can't make ends meet, they can't see straight ahead of them because of all the conflicts around them, even individuals at that level want to go up. Amen. But how are they going to come up? How are they going to know unless someone preaches and teaches a word to them, as Paul said? And so, but again, it's got to be done the way of God, right? And and I appreciate something that was said the other day by Brother Randy again. He said that in one of the conversations with Brother Randy videos is that Jesus Christ did not step into his ministry until he was resurrected. In other words, he had to go through the process to come up and now be seated at the right hand of the Father, now doing the will of God on that place of authority. It's the same thing with us, body of Christ. And so, again, let's look at another one here. Uh, Hebrews, this is a very, very, very familiar scripture. And by the way, that word vitalized, all right, quicken at the dead, some of the synonyms are active, fire, Activize, animate, arm, build up, electrify. I love that one right there because I'm always using that word, how the word and the spirit just electrify my spirit. It starts blowing up, man. All of a sudden, all these sparks are going forth in my spirit, and I see this, and I see this, and I see this. Like, for example, in the resurrection of the dead, which I'll get to another example in a minute. And uh, I love that one right there electrify or quicken, empower, enable, and live and excite, exhilarate, fortify, goose, inevorate, and spirit, invigorate, jazz up, juice up. You see, everything about going up, electrifying, waking you up, arousing you. Amen? And these two songs, you know, that, that, that were in the broadcast in the beginning, you know, blow a trumpet in Zion, all right, sound the alarm on my holy mountain, all right, God is, 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 is wanting us to come together as a unified unit in the earth, all right, as the body of Christ. Not 
all these segregated units that are all division. <laughs> and so the point is, is that he needs us as the Lord of hosts, right? Jesus is the Lord of hosts, Jehovah. Oh, what is the Lord of hosts? I think it's Jehovah. Hang on, I'll find it real quick. Praise God. The Lord of hosts, the Lord is his name. Praise God. You see that reference many times in the scriptures, amen? Oh, hang on, I'm trying to get to the side here. Well, so the point is, is that, uh, you know, everything is trying to go up. The whole world, amen, is trying to go up and better themselves and get to that better place. But again, we understand even in the area of moving up monetarily, financially, right, is that if you're faithful with the little, if you're unfaithful with little, you won't be faithful with much, right? These are principles. So in other words, it's all about maturity and coming into your inheritance and your part as a son of God or daughter of God, or you're not going to be able to manage it properly. And that's what we are, right? Stewards in the kingdom of God, right? So <clears throat> I think I've got a picture of it somewhere. Hold on. Well, anyway, uh, Jehovah, the Lord of hosts is his name, Jehovah. I think it's Sadek, all right? But anyway, an organized unit, right? And and again, we can't be organized and, and, and be part of this a system that's, that's built on the wrong foundation, all right? And Jesus taught us that clearly, right? If a house is built on the, on the right foundation, it's going to stand no matter what the pressure is. But if it's on the wrong foundation, sand, right, it's going to fall. All right? The winds, the rains, the floods, they're going to blow, and they're going to blow at that house, and the house... It's a great fall. It's not just, you know, a little topple. It's it's pretty scattered out and pretty blown up, pretty messed up. And so, you know, these these are the things that uh, that I've been meditating on. And so, now I want to show you. The other day, I was I woke up early in the morning um, to go to the bathroom, and while I was awake, I thought about can these bones live, right? Can the bones live, all right? And <clears throat> When I said that, you know, I started, I'm sorry, before I do that one, let me go to another one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the rhema of God so that the things which are seen, all right, we're not made of things which do appear. It's the same principle that we just read in Romans, right? In Romans, he said that uh, it calleth those things that be not as though they were. It's the same principle here. So that the things which are seen, all right, something is dead, you're seeing it's dead, we're not made of things which do appear. You see, he calleth those things that be not as though they were. So I wrote this little statement out here is that so that the things which are seen as dead were not made alive of things which do appear. It appears dead, but it is seen, which is seen, but it is resurrected alive, which is not seen by eternal principles here. You see that? It's, it's, it's made alive by something that's not seen. You can't see these things in the spirit, but you've got to have faith toward God, right? Faith has a direction, amen? It's not just I have faith. You've got to have faith toward God, right? So you have to have faith and trust in God's word and what God said he's going to do. He'll do it. All right. 
I will hasten my word to perform it. Now, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 37, and I and, uh, started meditating on this, and I didn't get very far. <laughs> well, and I'll show you what I mean by that. So, Ezekiel 37, 1, and the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of dry bones. Mm. And right now in our society and where we're at in this world, in this nation, the valley's full of dry bones. We've got bones everywhere that are all scattered out. Amen. And they're all doing their own thing. You got your own ministries. You got your big old 25,000 seated arena churches, you know, trying to crank out disciples, but you're doing it on the wrong foundation. You're not on Christ, right? You're doing it on the principles of Babylon. Therefore, these principles of the kingdom of God cannot come under the Babylonian system. You can't preach the kingdom of God from a Babylon without any effect. All right. You can't preach the kingdom of God from that Babylonian foundation, right? Because the kingdom of God, the, the, the rule and the government and the house of God, the, the church of God is the elder rule, right? Plurality of leadership, not appointment, a shepherd, pastor that we've known all our lives. And thank God that the revelation of the kingdom of God is coming forth, amen? People are starting to see this and understand this. And, and, and why it's so important that the house gets built right. That the building gets built right. That the business gets built right. Everything has to be on the right foundation, the right structure, or it's not going to be successful. So the valley was full of dry bones. And we know that, that, that Isaiah, I mean, uh, Ezekiel was prophesying about Israel here, man. He was looking at Israel, and everywhere you look, dryness, man. Dry, 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 dry. No life, in other words. No resurrection life. Nobody aroused to come up and come forth. You remember... The servant, uh, I think his name was, I don't remember what his name was, but there was a, when the, he, he, he thrust the sword through that woman, through that man, because they were caught in fornication, adultery. And the scripture says, I'm going to make an everlasting covenant with you, all right? You see, that man rose up, right? And in this day that we live in, Right? People don't want to hear the kingdom of God. They don't want to hear these things that are right. All right. Before I continue there in, uh, in Ezekiel, let's look at something in, in uh, Isaiah chapter 30. Praise God. Start with verse 9. That this is a rebellious people. Lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about the law of Moses. I'm talking about the law of the spirit of life, glory to God. The ministration of Christ, the ministration of the Holy Ghost, not the administration of Moses, as we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, which was the ministration of death. Which say to the seers, all right, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Golly. And this word, right things, is the is the Hebrew word nekocha, nekoka, maybe, which means to stand in front of, be in front, straight, right, straightness, all right? Integrity or concretely, concretely a truth. Don't tell us the truth. Don't stand in front of us and preach to us right things, Brother Joseph. We can't handle it. <laughs> 
Well, the soul can't handle it when it's carnal. But guess what? <clears throat> if the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from death dwells in you, your spirit man is going to be quickened and made alive. Glory to God. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, the rhemas that I speak unto you, they are new and they are zoe. Guess what, body of Christ? Sons of God, daughters of God that are being led of the spirit, the words that they speak are numa and zoe. Life, spirit of God, and breath of God, and zoe of God, life of God. Amen? He that has been sent from God speaks the rhemas of God. That's all you can do, man, is declare the spoken words that are coming out of your spirit. The Holy Ghost is triggering, 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 triggering. All you can do is come forth, come forth, come forth, and come forth, and keep speaking right things. Verse 11, it says, get you out of the way, turn aside out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Man. And knowing that we were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, amen, from the curse of the law, Right? For cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Knowing this, that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law and that we've been redeemed from the curse of the fall, right? The effect of sin, right? As it says here, back to Romans. Man. Praise God. The word of the Lord is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh. Glory to God. Mm. He's already made provision for us, man. Verse 13, as many, verse 14, as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Where is the Spirit of God going to lead you? Number one, you've got to die to yourself. You know, one thing I realized about prayer and having a relationship with God, it, calls, it means you need to die to yourself to take time to spend with God, to pray with God, to pray unto the Lord, amen, to make requests, amen. The ears of the Lord are open unto the cry of the righteous, glory to God. Not to the cry of the unrighteous. Mm. Alrighty. I'm trying to get to another verse here. Actually, I thought it was verse 13. Maybe it is. I just went down too far. Yeah. For if you live after the flesh, all right, you got these individuals that don't want to hear the kingdom of God because, as I said, the kingdom of God cannot come under the structure of the Babylonian system. And I've tried this as a, as a brother. I was ministering and teaching in the fellowship. The governments were all out of order. One man rule. And, and, and I couldn't understand why the people, the brothers and sisters, the body of Christ, they were hearing the word, but it, they weren't acting on the word. Well, because I was working a work in the wrong foundation, under the wrong foundation over the wrong foundation, in other words, on top of it. But if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Which the word live here is the word zao, which is to breathe, to, to be fresh, strong, and active, powerful and efficacious, man. You can't live after the Spirit and bring forth life of the Spirit if you're a carnal brother or sister. And I don't want to explain everything about what carnal means, right? But basically, you're living unto yourself. All right. Let's go back to Ezekiel. What time is it here? And he calls into pass, verse 2, by them round about, and behold, they were, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Right? Why would God, why would the prophet speak and see that and say very dry? 
In other words, there is no chance this stuff's going to be able to live. <laughs> right? These bones. There is no way. I'm telling you, body Christ, if you grab a hold of faith toward God, amen, and, and what the Lord is saying, amen, it doesn't matter what is dead. I can make it alive, saith the Lord. I am the resurrection and I am the Zoe. Amen. I can make it live. I can make it live, says God. I can cause those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Because if you trust God, he'll, he's faithful to perform his word. It doesn't matter what the circumstance or the situation is. He's a savior, but he wants to be your Lord. Amen. He'll save you. Glory to God. He'll make the ends meet. He'll make it come together, amen, so that <clears throat> so that you can, you know, live, amen? Excuse me. Inspired preacher, right? <laughs> Prophet. That's one of the definitions. And I don't, you know, I don't really care what I am. <clears throat> I don't really care what the Lord has, has, has birthed in me and what he's, what he's ra raising in me and what, he's, what inheritance he's given me. So long as I fulfill the will of my Father, amen. Get the job done. Settle it with finality. No. Make a decision. Settle it with finality. Find the will of God. Don't confer with flesh and blood and get the job done at any cost. Amen. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And that's what I was meditating on right, right there is that you know, Lord of God, if these bones can live. And again, he said unto me, verse 4, Ezekiel 37, 4, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And that's where I stopped right there because I understand the principles of the word of faith, amen, which we preach. That is the word of faith that is in our heart and in our mouths, amen, Romans chapter 10. I understand that if I speak, amen, knowing that the ears of the Lord are open to the cry of the righteous, knowing that God is going to hear my words, brother Joseph, and I say to the bones live, I'm declaring to you, body of Christ, bones come alive. Let the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which has made us free from the effect of the law of sin and death. We are freed by the Christ. The scripture says in Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Oh my God, man. Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Beautiful, man. This is what cranked it all up for me. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin or because of sin condemned brought a sense of guilty Sin in the flesh. In my flesh, sin is condemned, glory to God, because I believe God's word. Amen. I believe in the law of the resurrection of the dead. Amen. And I know that what's dead in my body can come to life is I'll, if I'll put the word, amen, the rhema of God on it and bring life to my body. And praise God, I can do this anywhere I go. Any individual, man, the suffering. Now, you've got to be led of the Spirit, amen? Because even though Jesus was there in the, in the physical as a man, not every situation was handled and taken care of. And man, he ministered to thousands and thousands and thousands. But the one thing he told his disciples, amen, 
when you start doing this work that God has commissioned you to do, body of Christ, you better be a mature son of God or daughter about it because if you don't, the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees is going to grip you and take you down. And let me show you what I mean. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. And in the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, number one principle here, Jesus was telling his disciples, about when you're in this type of situation, you've got 10,000 individuals. That's what uh, innumerable multiple, multitude means. It's morias is the Greek word. 10,000. And you don't see Jesus stopping everything and, 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 and working with individuals and figuring out how you, can, how you can start an organization here, an organized religion, all right, and put it all together so we can begin to corral the money together and start living lavish, lavishly. He didn't do that. He said, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Hypocrites, amen. Standing in front of the people, telling them one thing, living another way. Yes, God will meet your needs. Yes, God's going to heal you. Yes, God's going to deliver you. Yes, I prophesy unto you right things. I prophesy unto you health and, 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 and businesses and promotions and cars and houses and yes I, I i'm doing all that but it's not coming to the people it's coming to me <laughs> the one telling you that in other words the leaven of the pharisees leaven means yeast right that arises you need to be aware of their principles of of, of of how they want to market the people and market to the people i remember one time i was in a i was at work at a, a particular organization and there was a, a meeting getting ready to happen for a weekend for the youth. And there, there was probably 10 minutes of advertisements, and one of them was mint dentistry or teeth or something. Rolling, 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 rolling. The leaven of the Pharisees is what that is. And these are the principles that are being taught to these young men and women of God that don't know any better because they have not heard the kingdom of God. The Spirit of God is always going to lead you to die to yourself first. Die to your desires, Brother Joseph. Die to your visions and your dreams of businesses and what you want to do. I remember one time when I started uh, sharing with someone these videos that I've been broadcasting and publishing. And... Uh, the first thing they said, oh, Joseph, you can make some money. I said, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to adulterate and market this word of God and this, these, these graces and these gifts and anointing selections, callings, and so on in my life to make a buck or a dime. And, um, but like I said, everywhere now that I that I read in the scriptures, I, I see this law of the resurrection of the dead, amen. And uh, isn't it interesting that, let's see if I can find one more little example. I know we're tied up for, tight for time here, but it doesn't matter. We can do part two next week. <laughs> let's see if I can find this. It's in Hosea, yeah. 
Verse 14, Isaiah 13, Hosea 13, 14. And I will ransom them from the power of the grave, and I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. You see, I'm going to redeem them from death. You see, and I'm going to, though he be fruitful among his brethren. See, in other words, there was again an issue with Israel. And I'm telling you, God was telling them, I can bring you out of all this, but you've got to turn. It's always about repentance, right? I saw a little post the other day from a sister that I know. And she says, you know, now that I'm, she said, I wish I wouldn't go, didn't go to church from, from when I was a child because I'm having to unlearn and, 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 and root out and unlearn things that I've learned that weren't even of God. Well, guess what? <laughs> when you're in this religious Babylonian system and you start coming in the kingdom of God, you start realizing even more so this, this washing of the water of the word that begins to cleanse our minds from ph philosophies and ideas and views and principles that are not scriptural. They, are not ha they don't have their basis on the rock, Jesus Christ. All right. <clears throat> well, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this exhortation, Father. And I thank you for your desire, Father, for the people, Father, for your body, Father, to come to understand the resurrection of the dead, Father God, so that they can come forth and bring forth life into their own lives, into their families' lives, into their lives of their brothers and sisters, into the lives of their co-workers praise God thank you Lord I remember there was a brother that sought me out at my old workplace he wanted me to pray for him because he got diagnosed with cancer and I prayed for him and I gave him a whole set of prescriptions right words <laughs> it just came forth and I started writing them out you know I gave it to him but um, again the world needs Jesus amen and we have him we are the light of the world, glory to God. All right, let's start with the outline here. So Romans chapter 13. I'm just going to read from verses 1 through 7. And in verse 1 here, it says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher authorities. Powers is the Greek word exousia, which means authority. For there is no authority, power, but of God. And the authorities that be are ordained of God. That tells us that all authorities of God, all right? And <clears throat> verse 2, Whosoever therefore resisteth the authority, power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers, all right, those that are in authority, in other words, are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the authority? In other words, won't you have reverence and respect unto authority and stay in the boundaries? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same, Lord of God. For he is a minister of God to thee for good. Authority structure is a minister of God to us for good. But if thou do that which is evil and get out of order, and get out of line, and cross the line, and speak evil, and murmur, and complain. Be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon them that doeth evil. In other words, somebody got 
authority because you don't listen. They've got authority to say, we don't need you anymore. And they let you go and they fire you, for example. Wherefore, you must needs be subject not only for wrath, not only for the consequence of what could happen, but also for your very conscience sake. For this cause, pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Pay your tribute, pay your taxes, in other words. Because I'll, because these services and these things are provided, provided to you throughout your city, throughout your state, throughout your government, they're for us, all right? Now, I'm not telling you that there's not corruption everywhere, okay? So we, we, we're trying to see this from what God's divine authority structure is, amen? And it comes from God. Render, therefore, to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor, amen? We've got to honor authority everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, authority is before us. It doesn't matter what the situation is, we're always going to encounter authority. Amen? So, let's take a look now in the outline. Let me bring it up real quick. Praise God. Now, I posted it to you guys, and, and you know, y'all can go and follow me along if you want to. Uh, if you don't want to, that's fine. I mean, you know, anymore, I just, if people don't want God, it doesn't, it's not going to stop me from teaching God's word and, and bringing it forth. Now, authority in the universe. Every soul must be subject. The word subject here is the word hupo tasso. Hupo means under. All right, tasso is an order, an arrangement. So it comes from two different Greek words. Like I said, hupo and tasso, to subordinate, reflect, reflectively to obey. Every soul and that tells you something right there. Who needs to be subject to authority? The soul does, right? And then in the def definition here, it says to arrange under, to subordinate, to subject, to put in subjection, to subject one's self, one's soul, to obey, to submit to one's control, to yield to one's admonition or advice, to, be, to obey, to be subject. Now, listen to this. A Greek military term, this word hupotas was a Greek military term meaning to arrange troop divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In non-military use, it was a voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, assuming responsibility, and carrying a burden. All right, you see that? So, again... God seeking to bring us all to the place where we can be commanded by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, amen, to carry out his will in the earth. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. In other words, collectively as a body of Christ, we can do much more damage to the, to the kingdom of darkness. But you know, when the, when the kingdom of God is presented, and brothers see it, brothers in leadership see it. And, you know, the first thing, I mean, you, you start realizing that, that that this has to be done away with, this government structure that we're involved in, get into theocracy, right? God's form of government. And 
But the thing is, obviously, right, the number one strength of a soul is self-preservation. The, the individual begins to think about money and needs, right? Not knowing that God, as Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Learn of me and find rest. If we'll do it the way of the Lord, there's rest into our souls. How many, how many, many, many do you know? How many hundreds and thousands do you know of, of a brother that was involved in a leadership position as a pastor or whatever, and he commits suicide because of pressure? See, and the point I'm getting to is that, you know, God is wanting to organize us under the Lord Jesus Christ, right, in a military fashion. But guess what? That's not all you're going to be doing. That certainly isn't all that I do, right? And the point is, I'm trying to tell you is that he's now going to exhaust us to where we can't find no end and we, where we can't find rest. Not in the way God does it. So our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of hosts, needs his body to be in order so that we can damage and destroy our satanic enemies. Amen. And not just the enemies that are out there contriving and seeking to form plans and formulate attacks against us. But if they do make it through the door, the gate, and they do get into our lives in some form or fashion, they're bringing confusion, they're bringing disease, they're bringing whatever, right? Collectively, as the body of Christ, when we come together and say no to the devil and yes to God, amen, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and we'll come together and perform the principles of the, of the, of the kingdom of God for one another, for our families, collectively, is what I'm trying to say, <clears throat> then we're going to be doing a lot more damage to the satanic realm. And not even that, not, not just to get you, you know, freed up from the pressures of the satanic realm, but eventually to begin to speak forth and prophesy unto the bones. Thus saith the Lord, right? When we begin to prophesy, we begin to declare, we begin to do warfare in the spirit against the demonic deeds and satanic principles that are out there. He restores us first, gets you to the place where you understand your inheritance. Now you want to do your part. Now as a collective group, we can speak out against and prophesy the word of the Lord and bring forth declarations, right? Declarations of God's desire in the earth of what God wants. And God by the way, the will of God is the word of God. It's very simple, all right? He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered and said, O Lord, thou knowest. And he said unto me, that prophesy unto these bones and say unto them. All right? Prophesy and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You see, God will take care of us, right? We're, we're, we're already covered in Christ, amen, if we'll believe that. Not the circumstance, right? Don't look at the circumstance. Stand on the word. Having done all the stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, right? Your feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the helmet of salvation, the sword of spare, right? The breastplate of righteousness, and so on and so on. Be equipped, in other words. Praying always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit. So, the Lord Jesus needs us to be arranged in an orderly fashion. In 2 Kings 6.17, Elisha prayed, Lord, I pray you, open his eyes that he might see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he saw, and behold, 
the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. Because see, the scripture says that, that the angels of God hearken to the voice of the Lord. They excel in strength and they do his commandments. What commandments? What you're prophesying, what you're declaring, what you're prophesying. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, prophesy. You see, when you bring it forth, amen, you're springing life out of your spirit, man, into the realm of the unseen, which is the realm of the spirit. And therefore, you don't realize that these angels of God are just waiting, waiting for us to begin to bring forth that word because that's what they move on. Now, we're not the commanders, right? Of the hosts, what I'm trying to say. We do have our places and place of authority that God has given us, right? The levels of authority, right? <clears throat> so, again, the goal of God, Lord of hosts, amen, trying to get us to a place where we're all collectively unified under the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? And now, as Jesus said, um, I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail. So if we look at everywhere, why are the gates prevailing everywhere? Why are all the gates down if you look everywhere and the cities are flooded with crime and, and the cities are flooded with prostitution and drug abuse, you know, people that are distributing drugs and, 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 and people that are committing all these horrific crimes, people that are taking money, embezzling. Why is all this prevailing? Why is the poverty prevailing? You see, because Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail if we do it the way of the Lord. If we build it on the structure of Christ, he's the rock, amen? Of his increase in government and peace, there shall be no end. If we get under the government of Jesus Christ and learn what that means as, as leadership in, in the body of Christ, as leaders that are out there, and bring the body of Christ collectively built up, raised up, trained up, to do the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, if we will come together with these anointings, with these, with these selections and callings, amen, if we will come together in our gifts and our anointings and our services to the people as husbands and wives, as children, understanding why we need authority to cover all bases, amen, a plurality of leadership, amen, that, that's able to see something that you might not be able to see. Wow. Why is this significant? Why is order so important? If we are not in divine order, then the dem the enemy can get into the sheepfold at his will any time. And guess what? He's already in the sheepfold of the United States. He's already in the sheepfold of the world. Right? Because look at the fruit of the demonic. The poverty. Right? The leanness. The lack. You know? The People that don't have proper clothing and proper housing and proper shelter and 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 and, and they don't have electric and, and utilities and they don't have all these blessings. They have poverty, they have sickness and disease. They they, they don't have proper drinking water. You know, water that's riddled with disease. But God can take something. Amen. And call those things that be not as though they were. God, through the resurrection of the dead, can speak to those dead things and cause them to come to life. 
through us. He that is sent from God speaketh the rhemas of God. Amen. The breath and the life of God. Amen. Mm. James chapter 4 verse 6 it says God resists the proud because God resists the proud. All right. The word resist is the word anti-tasomai, to range and battle against, that is to oppose. God resists, will oppose you, will be against you if you don't come under divine order and divine authority in your life. And understand and learn what that means. Amen. As the scripture Jesus said, learn of me. Understand this pattern that I've been displaying into your lives for years and years and years. Because he wasn't just the three years, three and a half years or so that he was involved in ministry that was all his life. He was he was a young man up to that point. Now we don't have any writings except when he was twelve years old and he was the temp in the temple, right? Discussing with the Pharisees and the doctors and different individuals that were very educated. And people see that and say, Oh, what a beautiful thing, you know, yeah. It was out of order. It wasn't a season yet for this. He had to come back and submit to his father and mother, Hupotaso. He came under, submitted himself. This is the law of promotion. He had to go down before he could go up. Amen. So can the bones live, body of Christ? I declare, yes, they can. And I prophesy to the bones live. Amen. Life, health, sustenance. Amen. I prophesy to the bones. Amen. Let the muscles, let the tendons, let everything come together to form a unit, an organized unit that Jesus Christ can now command and lead and bring forth the kingdom of God into this earth like we've never seen before. Glory to God. I'm just one brother out here in this wilderness. Amen. Declaring the kingdom of God. There's hundreds more. Amen. As a matter of fact, there's going to be a meeting in Marshall on October 7th. Let me see here. It's October 7th, 8th, and 9th, I think. Yep, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. I think it starts at 6 o'clock on Friday. And brothers and sisters there that are just as passionate and on fire for the kingdom of God, they could put out, pull out the six-tape series, no problem. And buddy Christ, I, I want to thank you for this opportunity to be with you. And it's 10.04 now. We're just going to go ahead and end the broadcast now. We'll get, we'll pick it up uh, the next weekend, and uh, we'll get started again with principles here of the kingdom of God, amen, and, and learn what it means in this revelation of authority. And again, the mark of maturity is that you start understanding that everywhere you go, there's authority, and you learn to recognize authority, amen. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this precious time with your people, Father. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, that you will hasten your word to perform it, Father God. For you are the one that's the God of integrity, amen, and truth. And you bring forth life, amen. You bring forth health, amen. You bring forth the things that we need, Father God, so that we can become a strong tree, glory to God, and be able to provide health and shade, Father, and sustenance, Father, to your people, Lord, everywhere we go. I thank you, Father, for this, and I praise you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.